Talk Radio 96.7. You've got Sports Central as we get cranked up here on a Thursday afternoon. Sports Central brought to you by Hall Communications. And your host of Sports Central is Ryan Buckley. Well, thank you so much, Eric, and welcome to Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. Here at Hall Communications, a great partner for us. We love, love working with Hall Communications. And I am talking to Mark McCollum. Welcome, Mark. How are we doing? Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. And a common theme, we probably won't have to keep bringing this up, but an empty chair over there. Uh, no Jenna Kid tonight. You know, I think one of her New Year's resolutions was to not miss any Sports Central radio shows, and I think she's missed every one this New Year. Yes. So. Yeah. She's on She's on quite a roll. You know, we were talking yeah. with Eric before the show, and it probably has something to do with us. There could be a correlation between I don't know her what and it could be, though. Be. No, I have no idea. We're great people. I've never had that problem Yeah, where people don't want to hang around us. So that's definitely new. Uh, but you all should hang around. We have a great show coming up. We have high school sports that we'll cover off the bat. Um, we also have, I believe, a guest in our second segment, Mark. Is that accurate? That sure. is very accurate, Mr. Buckley. We have none other than the Weber International women's basketball head coach, uh, Grady Morrell will be joining us. They are on fire. Yeah. The seven-game win streak. Yeah. 16-4 uh, and four record. They're going to play your Southeastern University. Yeah, and it was a tight Saturday. matchup um, last time they met. That was by seven. You know Southeastern? I looked up this today because I wanted some you know, some good stats. 17-game win streak on the women's basketball side for Southeastern. Yeah, this isn't a Southeastern show, but um, talking to Donnie Smith, their SID, uh, yes. earlier today. Good to see him. He said... Actually. There that uh, Coach Tim Hayes for Southeastern Women's Basketball, he, they're going for their 100th straight uh, conference win in regular season. That is amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, if you look at the NAIA stats, if you just look at nationwide stats, they're in the top 10 in a bunch of different categories. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a Florida or local thing. I mean, they are a powerhouse in terms of their ability yeah. as you compare them to the rest of the nation. Yeah. So always great to tout a local – Polk County area school and what they're able to do on a national stage. Yeah, and same for Weber, too. I mean, they have picked up some good wins for women's basketball against some of the top teams in the country, and uh, we'll see what they can do against uh, Southeastern on Saturday. Well, it'll be great to talk with uh, Coach Grady and get his kind of insights on the team, how they've grown over the season. How they've navigated this season, the past couple seasons. Absolutely. Everything going on. Transition from last season to this season and, and, you know, hear about all the great stuff they have going on over there. And as we talk about local places that we love to put a spotlight on, Obviously, the talent that is our Polk County public schools and private schools yeah. now that are located here. We had a, uh, a chance to speak with Roy uh, Fuoco today from yeah. the Ledger. Good to chat with him. They obviously do a lot for us as we gear up for all sports awards because it's right. going to be here before we know it. And uh, he mentioned a lot of the different playoffs that are coming up you know, in high school sports and who to keep an eye on. I know we're focusing on girls' soccer to start. Mark, talk to us about girls' soccer. Yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, high school soccer, they're in the midst of their district's um, kind of rounds of the postseason tournament. Mm. Uh, the Ledger, they provided a breakdown for both the girls' and boys' district matchups. Uh, so here's just a little preview um, from both. For girls' soccer, Haines City in Class 7A District 5, uh, senior Kaylee Ruiz of the county in goals with 38, while freshman uh, Sundush Jawaid uh, had nine goals. Sophomore Chloe Hurst chipped in 20 assists. Uh, the Hornets, they finished 8-9-2 and two and have an uphill battle to climb with Windermere as the top seed who beat Olympia, the number two seed, 6-0 during the season. Uh, they played Dr. Phillips, uh, who was 2-7-4 in the first round. So uphill battle for Haines City, but I mean, when you have the county leader in goals, you always have a shot. Absolutely. Um, 
Absolutely. So best of luck to Haines City Girls Soccer on yep. their upcoming matchup. Uh, Class 6A, District 6. A couple different schools that will be featured in that. Got George Jenkins, Lakeland, Winter Haven, Lake Gibson, Bartow, and Kathleen. George Jenkins is the favorite heading into this one. They rank number six in Class 6A. They're 11-2-2 two two since a 1-2-2 two two start. Pretty incredible wow, stuff yeah. there, huh? Talk about a turnaround. Yeah, great, great finish of their season. And they'll likely play the Lakeland Winter Haven winner. Now, Lakeland, 13-1-1, defeated Winter Haven, who finished 9-6-1 the past three years in district tournament. So there's a monkey on the back in Winter Haven. They want to get off. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is the matchup. Right. Um, and the team's tied recently in regulation in the Premier Bracket title game last week before Lakeland prevailed in penalty kicks. So that should be a really interesting matchup to watch. Really, fun Just a really a lot of interesting matchups in that entire district. Um, Absolutely. A lot of talent, as we can see from the from the team records there. And Lake Gibson looking to play spoiler. They finished 10-8-2 in a competitive 2-1 loss to Lakeland, 2-0 loss to Winter Haven and Jenkins during the year. So a lot of action in Class 6. Yeah, tight action six. too. Not uh, Very little blowouts in that Abs- district. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's, let's switch over to the boys' soccer. Talk a little bit about uh, their outlook and, and the teams to watch out for. Yeah, I took it that same district actually um, on the boys' side uh, from one to from to five. We got Bartow, Winter Haven, Lake Gibson, Lakeland, and George Jenkins. Uh, some top players to watch: Winter Haven's Palandino Golden has emerged as one of the top offensive players in the county with 19 goals. Andy Castro with 13 goals, and Xander Sikorsky with 11 goals are other top scorers for the Blue Devils. That's a lot of goal scoring. A lot of goals. Yeah. I can't do all that math that quickly. No, that's a lot. Uh, Brian Oliva uh, Gonzalez. 33. Had... 33 goals. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Why did you drop it like that? <laughs> Sorry, I typically <laughs> don't do that. Uh, Gonzalez has 10 assists. And, and you know McCall- what's wrong with that? I did the math wrong. It's 43 goals. So you, I did you, all you that. You can finish this. I did all that to go get ahead. them wrong. No, go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. I can stop if you want me to stop. No, please. This is your show. Marcellus McCoy, uh, 16 goals and 13 assists for Lake Gibson. Chad Johnston, not to be confused with Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, 13 goals, 10 assists. Lakeland and- is led uh, there by Lathan Williamson with six goals. Esler Artiega with six goals. Drew Jafari, six goals. A lot of goals. A lot um, of goals. Sam Blackwell with six assists. And Samuelson Demias with 12 goals. And Justin Franco lead George Jenkins. Wow. That was a lot to unpack there. A lot of goals on the table there. Uh, obviously, we think that, that's going to be a really competitive tournament. You got a lot of um, quality teams that are in that mix. Be interesting to see who comes out on the boys' side. Um, for Class 4A, District 7, we'll go through this quick before we head to break. Uh, we got McKeel, Horizon, Mulberry, Lake Region, and Davenport in that order, 1-5. to five. Uh, McKeel midfielder Gavin Santos, one of the top players in the county. Jacob DeJesus and Kamari Henry are key offensive players as well for McKeel. Mulberry senior Chandler Crawshaw, what a name, is the county's leading scorer with 32 goals, has more than 100 goals in his career, so it's pretty Pretty high, potent offensive ability there. Uh, Danielle Montalongo has 10 goals, and Ty Crawshaw has 8 goals. And then Lake Region, led by Daniel Dutton, uh, Matin, Santiago Sanchez, Alejandro Laredo, and Jesus Zarate Garcia as well on their end. A lot of great names in that district. Really good names. Yeah. Really good names. Um, Well, listen, best of luck to all the teams that we mentioned that are in the girls' side and the boys' side of the district playoffs that are coming up in tournaments and look forward to continuing to update yeah. everybody excited on how to see that how that goes. shakes out so as we mentioned when we come back from break we are going to be speaking with coach grady morell from weber international the women's basketball coach talk to him about joining the 100 career club 100 career win club which he did a couple years ago talk to him about his tournament appearances in the past 
and this red hot streak that they are on and what's the key to success all that and more when we come back on sports central talk radio 96.7 sports central talk radio 96.7 talking sports with the guys from polk county sports marketing and tourism brought to you by the hampton inn bartow mark and ryan in the house Thank you so much, Eric. Welcome back to Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. You know, we talked in the first segment about the talent of uh, high school athletes and, and Polk County students when in regards to sports. And when you come to playoff time, you really start to see how, how the depth of talent that resides in Polk County. And, and no better example right now at a collegiate level than the Weber International women's basketball team and, and how well they are playing and the success they've had this season and we have a key component to that team on, uh, Coach Grady Morrell. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you guys for having me. First of all, Coach, congratulations on the on the success so far this season. And uh, you're undefeated in 2022. Tell us a little bit about the streak you're on. And, and you know, I think a lot of teams and coaches say, yeah, this was kind of the turning point when we really you know, started getting our groove. W- what was that moment if there was, and, and what's the key to your success so far? Well, I don't know if there's one particular moment, but uh, we had a situation with a grad student, um, Deja King. Um, she was our best player, our leading scorer, and uh, she can't play the rest of the season. And uh, we haven't lost since she she went out. Everyone wrote us off. We rallied as a team. Um, we had a conversation about it. I said, everybody's going to think you guys can't do it because Deja King um, from LaSalle University, she's a D1 transfer, can't play. Um you know, that's just a slap in your face. And that's probably when it turned, you know, um, right after the uh, uh, 20, right after the 26th when we came back from the um, Christmas break. Uh, Coach, again, congrats. Thanks so much for um, coming on and joining us for a couple moments here. Um, you know, mentioning a loss of a key player on your team. Um, who on the team has really taken a step up uh, from this year compared to last year? Last year? Well, you know, it's interesting. We have the same team as last year, and people still didn't give us the respect that we thought. So we went into this with a chip on our shoulder. But uh, always Leandra Franklin um, is dynamite. Um, uh, Amaya Smalls, uh, local. And uh, I guess I would say uh, um, my center, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and a couple other kids. I mean, we do it as a team, you know. So I – I think that I can't put it on one person, but because we 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 really ride as a fa- team and a family. Absolutely, and uh, I think with a sixteen and four record right now, hopefully the the doubters start doubting a little bit less. Although it seems like pretty good fuel right now, so maybe we want that noise yeah. to keep ratcheting up. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about you talk about having you know the same team and same makeup from last year to this year. You know what what elements of the team would you say were the biggest growth that you've observed from last season to this season so far? Our ability to communicate and, and uh, just the ability that that team chemistry is, is really hitting home. They know where each other are going to be. And we, we can fight through adversity. You know, when you get to um, a little bit more, more mature team, it's easy to fight through adversity because no one panics. And again, I know you guys heard, you remember when Gino R.M., always talked about when um, he was going to a game and everybody was talking about what the other team had. And he always said he had Diana. Well, I got a girl. I call her Leandra. I got Leandra. <laughs> yeah. She fights us through. She gets through a lot. She's a grad student. Been here for three years. 
I mean, dynamite, five foot one. She's something different. Leads the country in steals. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, talking a little bit of, away from the basketball court, um, you know, we hate to keep talking about COVID and the impact that it's had on sports and everything, but how have you managed to keep your team focused and keep your team on track, you know, in a season where you may not know who's, who you're going to have on the floor that night, uh, you know, due to health, different health reasons or anything like that? Well, we stress wearing a mask, and I ain't going to tell you the rest of the part, but it's fun. <laughs> uh, but, but we wear masks, and we try to and we always talk about, you know, it's bigger than, than just us, if that makes sense to you. Right. So, you know, it's about keeping each other healthy and other teams. Yeah. Um, we've encountered several situations where, you know, the other team was sick and we weren't. And, uh, you know, after the games, like we played Florida Tech this year at Florida Tech, and they came up sick afterwards right before Christmas. Excuse me. And we had a few people that came up a little sick, but it was over Christmas break, but nothing major. But again, we stress the mask and steer clear of big crowd. Yeah, absolutely. And and to your point, Coach, to go back on your your earlier discussion about um, Leandra, I mean, averaging about 11.5 a game and at least one steal in every game this season. So clearly on the defensive side, you know, a, a big, big approach in terms of how you structure the team on the defensive side of the ball, leading the Sun Conference in block shots, your second in turnover margin and second in scoring margin as well. You know, what has been kind of the philosophy on the defensive side of the ball that's helped, you know, in some of these key victories? Well, one of our big, two of our biggest philosophies are protect your gap and contest every shot. We contest every shot. I actually took that from Texas Tech men and a couple other teams that I've watched. Um, if you look at the numbers, contested shots, no matter if it's a strong contest or just a contest, you run and yell at people, definitely takes down shot percentage. Mm-hmm. No fact. And contesting with, with most girls are right-handed that we play against. We contest with our left hand right in the face and, and the ball side, and that's what we, that's what we ride with. Mm-hmm. Coach, another big matchup this coming weekend against uh, Southeastern University. You know, Southeastern known for being one of the top programs in the country, it seems like, but you've kind of been a thorn in their side over the past couple of years. Uh, what about how your team plays that, uh, what do you think gives them, gives Southeastern trouble? Two things, and not being disrespectful to Southeastern, but Kaiser first, okay? And Kaiser's been a thorn in my side. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're preparing for Kaiser. Um, when Southeastern comes next Saturday, we'll be prepared, but the reason why, and so we, we have a no intimidation factor. Mm-hmm. Um, they walk on the floor, and, you know, most kids look at that they've been, um, they got grad students, they got D1 transfers. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter to us, you know. Our, our theory is if they put on their, their shorts the same way, we're going out and get it. And we, we, we apply a lot of pressure. We're going to make you be as athletic as us. You can be D1 all you want, mm-hmm. you know, but you better be D1 athleticism because we got D1 athleticism on our side. Mm-hmm. And coach, obviously, some some really key matchups with both Kaiser and SEU coming up. If people want to come out support the team, watch what are going to be two really good games. You know, how are they able to do so? Um, they could go to uh, both teams' websites and Eventbrite on ours for the Kaiser home game, and they have one at um, 
Southeastern that you can go right on there online and buy tickets before the game. Um, we'd love to have everyone out. Um, again, I, and I appreciate you guys noticing I have more Polk County kids than any school in um, any university in Polk County. I, I thank you for that because I, I taught myself on that. Absolutely, yeah, and we love to shine a light not only on the on the program itself, but obviously the the key elements and components of the program, which which you clearly have. And coach, we appreciate you coming on, taking a little bit of time out of the schedule. Best of luck with your upcoming games. And just one more time, uh, for people that want to check out a home game, make sure to visit the Weber Athletics website to find out more information on the schedule for the women's basketball team. Coach Grady Morrell, thank you again so much for your time. Well, thank you, guys. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Great to hear from Coach Grady. Yeah. Great insights. Wish him nothing but the best. Right. Such a great coach. Um, when we come back, we are going to shift over to professional sports. I haven't even touched that yet. And we got some NFL games to preview this weekend. We do. Don't we? All that and more when we come back on Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. Right now, though, we are talking sports. Sports Central. It's brought to you by Made Productions and Installation. Your host, ready to go and playing those drums, is Ryan Buckley. Eric, great work on the music. Just phenomenal stuff in the studio. I still just got a burst of energy just from that song. You guys are just weird. That could be. That could be why Jenna is. That's why Jenna is. Great minds think alike. Great job. Good high five as well. (laughs) Welcome back to Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Ryan Buckley, Mark McCollum here. Really great interview with uh, Coach Morell. Yeah, always a pleasure to hear inside the mind of a coach and how they Mm. how he prepares the team. Um, and how they get how they get their team ready for a season. I love the underdog mentality. Yeah, right. They're like, look how disrespected we are. We're sixteen and four. Yeah, and people are still thinking we're not good enough. He was getting kind of fired up there for. A I'm second. saying it's the right fuel for fire, yeah. and I think he's clearly. I mean, not record aside, he's just done a great job getting the team focused after you lose your leading scorer. Yeah, to rattle off seven wins in a row to start the new year basically yeah. is pretty incredible yeah and they've always as i mentioned you know when we were talking to them they've always kind of given southeastern um some trouble uh, only lost by seven in their previous matchup so it'll be interesting to see what they do and earlier in the year they did lose to kaiser so that was one game they dropped mm-hmm. now they have kaiser again i believe it's tomorrow or saturday it might be tonight it might be, it might tonight, be tonight actually yeah. we'll get to that later. it is tonight it is tonight yep yeah. probably more to come on that later i'm yeah. assuming yep well, listen, we've talked about the amount of talent that's in Polk County. You know, something that we always get excited for, obviously, this is the last January show, we get really excited for spring training, which is typically right around the corner. We yeah. hope that's the case this year. Yeah, this time of year, usually you're kind of expecting uh, pitchers and catchers to report in about two weeks, as soon as the first sign of spring training, and uh, and the regular other position players come after that. Um, but we are in the midst of a lockout. We are. We oh, that's I thought it. you were going to keep going. That's the only <laughs> no. update we have. That is pretty much the only update we have, other than uh, the MLB and MLBPA uh, with the the proposal and the recent. Yeah, they're I guess, making progress. Change. They're making progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for the first time since the owners' lockout started on December second, MLB and the MLBPA, the Players Association, held bargaining sessions on back-to-back days this week. Uh, they met for roughly two hours on Monday, during which the union countered the proposal. Uh, Major League Baseball submitted two weeks ago. Uh, most notably, the MLBPA is no longer seeking to tie free agency to player age. There's a lot of details here. Uh, basically, to summarize it, the Players Association, they want to put more money into the pockets of players who are early in their careers. 
Um, those players may close to league minimum and make up an increasingly larger portion of the player pool, so they're wanting to get more money in their pockets. Um, at minimum, uh, Major League Baseball does not want to give up any of the gains they made in the last few collective bargaining agreements and ideally would like to gain even more. So um, they seem pretty far apart right now, but they're talking. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if they can reach an agreement before uh, we miss any games. And while we're talking about spring training, obviously Lakeland, the continual home of the Detroit Tigers and obviously the affiliate Lakeland Flying Tigers, we do have the Tigers barbecue in February yeah. as well. So we're less than a month away from the barbecue uh, coming up, which I believe is February 24th. 23rd, 23rd and February scrambles 23rd. on the 24th. 24th yep yeah. so february 23rd tigers barbecue be over at tiger town a lot of fun yeah really great event good food too yeah kind of kicks the off the baseball season here in, it really does Lakeland, it really yeah. does and you can't beat the food that they offer there right. really good stuff um so be on the lookout for that that's some positive news we got that coming up in february yeah. and hopefully by then we can celebrate spring training officially being back in yeah. Lakeland. moving on to football football's not locked out no. And boy, did we come off a wild game. It might have been wild the, weekend. It might have been the best football weekend ever. Ever. I, you yeah. know what's funny? It's like super wild card weekend. This was super divisional round weekend. Yeah. It was out of this world. It was the insane. The first three games all came down to game-winning kicks as time expired. Yep. And you have the fourth game with the Bills and the Chiefs with this an insane amount of scoring ending. Oh, the KC miracle. That you can't even... Make up. How do you get down the field in 13 seconds for a field goal? I mean, it's absolutely absurd, oh, right? And there's really only a handful of quarterbacks that could pull that off, and Patrick Mahomes. Both those quarterbacks that day could have done it. Josh Allen easily. and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. A shame that Josh Allen had to lose that game. I know. Uh, to be honest with you, really sad. Um, didn't get a lot of help from one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, the irony Quote, in that. Unquote. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Pretty amazing stuff. Well, we look forward to this weekend. Um, Couple really good matchups that are coming up this week. Sorry, I skipped over the in-depth analysis of each game. But, oh no, no problem. A uh, couple good matchups coming up this weekend. I mean, if, if it's anything like last weekend, we're in for a fun time. Yeah. So you have on the NFC side, the Rams hosting the 49ers with an opportunity to have a home Super Bowl game. Yeah. So a lot of energy going on in LA. Who do, you, who do you like in that game? Man, I have to. I mean, I have to go with the Rams, but these two teams just met in the last week of the regular season. 49ers, same scenario. They went into L.A. Yep. They had to win and get in the playoffs, and they've been on a roll ever since. Won. So, have to think they have some good some good mojo going back there uh, to L.A. in that in that stadium. Um, but the Rams, I think, just have too much firepower. And I think uh, Jimmy Grappolo and, and Trent Williams on the offensive line for San Francisco, they're dealing with some injuries, so that may have something to do with it. But, I mean, you can't discredit what the 49ers have done so far hopefully they can they're kind of my team i think right now absolutely i don't have a dog in the fight so i'm going 49ers kind of incredible you know if you think about it on the nfc side who would have thought we're talking about one game away from the super bowl nfc championships and the packers the bucks or the cowboys are not mentioned in that game it's pretty incredible when you think about it yeah it's pretty amazing yeah um then on the afc side you got the chiefs and the Bengals. so as we mentioned, Kansas City coming off a, a shootout game against Buffalo uh, in which, you know, Buffalo didn't get a chance. That coin toss goes the other way. Buffalo's in the next round potentially. And yeah. probably the way they were yeah, playing. Yeah, I mean, those the way those two defenses are playing, I think both offenses were going to score yeah. immediately. So they yeah. get another game at Arrowhead, which we know is a very tough place to win. And again, these two teams just played, you know, a few weeks ago. Yes. Um, although it was in Cincinnati, but still, I mean, some familiar, familiarity there. So we'll see what changes um, they make. So you got Joe Burrow playing with a lot of confidence, playing with not a lot to really lose at this point, right? A lot of weapons on offense, too. A ton of weapons, and a team that's really just 
riding the confidence train at this point. Um, beating the number one seed, right? Knocking off Tennessee was big. Getting that home win and the monkey off their back of not winning a playoff game since before you could send a text message about a playoff win. Now they go into Arrowhead. What do you, what do you think about this game? You know, they probably they have like nothing to lose. I mean, right. they've their house money. they've exceeded every expectation they had entering the season. They got their first playoff win. Now they're in the AFC Championship game, going to Kansas City, who has been in the AFC title game in the past four or five years. They represented the AFC in the Super Bowl, you know, several times through that. It's it's pretty incredible. Like I watched the Tennessee Cincinnati game. It's pretty incredible, and you think he was sacked nine times. Yeah, right. Threw for over three hundred yards, and Jamar Chase finished with over a hundred yards as well. And he right? didn't blink an eye either. You no. know, usually you see a quarterback get sacked that many times. They are timid when they step back to to pass. Right. And here's the thing: he's playing a team that that the front did not handle patch uh, did not handle Josh Allen well at all. No, the whole game they they struggled handling him. So it's going to be an interesting matchup because now that front they're not. I mean, Joe Burrow's not as mobile as Josh Allen. Yeah, different styles, definitely. But if you can move the pocket a little bit for Joe Burrow and let him get some space and time, I think that's a very dangerous matchup for Kansas City. Yeah, oh, I think if Joe Burrow gets in rhythm early, um, I think we could see another shootout. I think that's what we're going to see anyway, another shootout. Um, and I think the last team with the ball is going to win. I got the matchup of two four seeds going into the Super Bowl. I got Cincinnati Bengals against the L.A. Rams is kind of my uh, my prediction. What a Super Bowl it would be if we got Cincinnati against the Niners. Yes, I just I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to hang <laughs> yeah. with the weapons on the L.A. side. That'd but be we, crazy yeah. though if we do see the Rams. I mean, that'd be back to back years we see uh, the host city have a team host in the Super Bowl. Bowl. We'd yeah. have to look up to you know obviously we can we can do this on the next show, but if there's ever been like two four seeds in the Super Bowl. Because that feels like something that should not happen. I'll make a, I'll make, I'll make a note of it. <laughs> right? Doesn't that? Ju- it just feels like something that you would not expect to see. Yeah, one of those weird number things that kind of match up. Because right. typically, you know, if you go back to the old playoff format, a six seed who got in, sometimes they were really riding hot, right? So those wild card teams, the Giants back in OA, yeah. for example, you know, they come in, they get a streak of wins, they don't rest anybody, and they run through their mm-hmm. conference and go to the Super Bowl. So a six seed isn't that uncommon. Typically, though, they're playing a one or a two. Right. right in the Super Bowl. I don't think I've ever seen a four versus a four, a three versus six. I, I Yeah, I mean there were three upsets last weekend. You know, yeah. the road team won three times. Um so just it's just a crazy year in the NFL. Just yeah. what they want. <laughs> just what they want. They just, want as many eyes on them as possible. Oh, exactly. And, and the more drama the better. I don't think this this week coming up is going to disappoint at all. And speaking of what's coming up, when we come back from break. We're going to dive into our local sports update. We'll probably touch a little bit on the Weber versus Kaiser game, but yeah. also give you an update on the Lakeland Magic and Florida Tropics and fun events heading in the market for this upcoming weekend and the start of February. So don't go anywhere here on Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. And right now, we are talking sports on Sports Central. We've got uh, Ryan and we've got Mark in the house ready to talk sports with you. It's brought to you by Office Furniture Depot. Welcome back to Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Ryan Buckley, Mark McCollum. Mark, good show so far. Is it? A wolf? Okay. Yeah, the answer is yes. Oh, you scared me there. I was like, <laughs> I thought it was. Um, it's been really smooth. I think the two of us do a great job. We don't have a distraction on the left end. That's you know kind of talking about Jenna? conversation. No, 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 no. I wasn't. I don't know what else why did you say about? that? Because she sits on your left side. Mm, okay, I got a lot of explaining to do at work tomorrow. <laughs> um, well, excited. Thank you much for staying with us here on Sports Central Talk Radio ninety six point seven. Um, 
lot of great stuff we talked about today from professional sports to high school sports to collegiate sports. We haven't talked about our professional sports that are located right in our own backyard. Let's over, do that. Right across the street at the RP Funding Center. Let's do it. Let's dive in. Yeah. Lake Magic. So I, I can take this one, Mark, if you want to talk about the tropics. The, I'd love to. The, great. The, <laughs> the Magic, a um, bit of a losing streak. It's okay. They're going to bounce back. They lost uh, get to the Windy City Bulls 98-88. to B.J. Johnson putting up 19-8. and Hassani Gravett 17-8 and as well with seven assists. They're going to host the Long Island Nets tomorrow. Faith and Family Night presented by SEU. I think you're going to be at the game as well, yeah, right? I think so. Have a lot of fun, man. This should be a fun time. Always. Let us know next week how the game was. I will. We're excited to hear about that. Um, they're 2-7 and seven on this new abridged uh, G League season. All guests that head to the game tomorrow are going to receive a mini basketball giveaway, and there'll be free parking. That's a big news there. Some I don't know free why parking. you wouldn't go to the game tomorrow night. Free no parking. No excuse. Yeah. No excuse. Free parking courtesy. It'd be a great, be a great environment. Fun environment courtesy of SEU. So... Uh, big thank you to obviously the Southeastern University and the Lakeland Magic for putting on this event. If you want to get tickets to the event, head to lakelandmagic.com or conversely, head to the RP Funding Center box office or go to the RP Funding Center website. No shortage of ways so many places you can get, you can a go ticket and get to tickets. The game. No excuses and parking's free. What about the other team that plays at the building, Mark? They're the Tropics. They and are. And the Florida Tropics, they got four power play goals. To continue their amazing start to the season. Uh, so for the third consecutive game, they reached double digits in goals as they won their seventh straight game Sunday at the RP Funding Center in 10-6 over the Dallas Sidekicks. Wow. So some would say the Sidekicks were missing their main superhero. Oh. Is that, is that too far of a stretch? That was a good one. Thank I you. like it. Thank I like you. it. Thank you. I didn't practice that at all. <laughs> uh, so Florida improved to 9-1 on the season. The only team in the, in the major arena soccer leagues Eastern Division that has a better record than 500. So they are in control of their of their uh, division so far. A control of the destiny, basically, for the rest of the season. I didn't want to go that far, uh, but I'm glad you did. So listen, they've had a home game pretty much the entire month of January. They've won all of them, by the way. They have their final home game of the nine-game home stand this Sunday against the St. Louis Ambush. That's a 3 p.m. game. Oh, they don't get ambushed by the ambush. Oh, boy, you're on fire. You're ready to go now. Um, why don't you give us a quick update on SEU, Mark? Yeah, Southeastern, their men's basketball team, uh, they made a big jump up in the standings, up to 18 uh, this past week. Uh, they improved to 18-3 and on the season. Riley Minix uh, once again led the way by recording a double-double with 24 points and 10, 12 rebounds, while Jordan Gorman added 17 points, 5 assists, and 4 steals to help lead the fire to victory. Uh, they return in action tonight at 7.30 p.m. against Sun Conference opponent Thomas University. So best of luck there to Southeastern University. Hope they continue on the men's and women's side to keep rolling on the basketball front. Uh, I know we're running short on time, so I'm going to jump ahead here. Florida Southern College women's basketball team rolled past Florida Tech 56-39 to Wednesday night. Um, <laughs> Florida, sorry, Florida Southern is now 8-4 and four in Sunshine State Conference play, 10-8 overall. FSC is going to travel to West Palm Beach Saturday, January 29th, face off against Palm Beach Atlantic. Tip off at 2 o'clock. Mark. And then an update, sorry, no, before we jump ahead uh, for Weber. They play Kaiser next Thursday is their next game. Next Thursday. So they have a week uh, to prepare for Seahawks and uh, get their next win. Excellent. So a lot of good stuff on that front. Listen, we wanted to allocate enough time because Mark and I, we are very excited about a particular event this weekend. But there's a multitude of events happening. So I'll take the first event. You take the event that I know you want to talk about. Okay. okay? Um, Spirit Gymnastics Classic. Really great event there over at the Advent Health Field House. Beautiful complex, huh? Yeah. January 28th through 30th. Mark, what's another event that's happening tomorrow? A little thing called the Polk County Open. Uh, so if you're a fan of disc golf or not, 
It's a great chance to go out oh, and yeah. see some of the top pros. I mean, we're going to have a top 50 pro uh, and Thomas Gilbert come down. He's he's been he's in the tournament. He'll be teeing off yeah. tomorrow at noon. Uh hoping I can make it out there. Um, we will see. Yeah, <laughs> TBD on that TBD one. TBD on that Big one. Big TBD on that uh, one. But the Polk County Open, January 28th through the 30th, uh, disc golf tournament at Holloway Park and Lois Hart Park. Haven't had a chance to check it out. Uh, it'll be a great opportunity to go out there and see some of the pros uh, play some disc golf. And if, if you can't make it out there, at Lake Myrtle Sports Complex, we got the WAB of the World Amateur Baseball Association, JUCO Early Bird, going on. And at the same time, we got ODP training for FYSA. So it'll be busy over at yeah, Lake Myrtle big Sports weekend Complex. At Lake Myrtle. Absolutely massive. Jumping ahead, we also have AAU Fieldhouse Spring Challenge from Foster Volleyball. They always bring quite uh, quite a big group of people out for their events. And then finally, the big one, February 9th through the 13th, Senior Softball, back again in Polk County with the Tournament of Champions. A hundred teams, roughly, that'll come out. A plethora of people who will be in Polk County and a lot of fun. Well, those are just a snippet of the events we have coming to market if you want to find out about more. Head to www.centralfloridasports.com and also check out our sister website, visitcentralflorida.org. Conversely, just give us a call, 863-551-4750. Great episode of Sports Central. Jenna, we miss you. We look forward to seeing you back. Mark, great to see you. Eric, great job per usual. This was Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7.